play impression that I get. The impression that I get by the mighty mighty boss tones on Amazon Music. Okay, Alexa, stop. And we're live uh, at 11 o'clock. Look at that. One more hour left in this miserable shithole of a year. Wow. <laughs> I don't think we were going to talk about, Just Just about that. That wasn't the topic. The topic for anybody listening, last, last one uh, that we did, we had three plays since now. Well, there we go. I know. But we're actually doing this for the long, the long haul, I think. For the grandkids. This is. <laughs> for the, for the, it really, the I do believe that's what we've discovered podcasting. So we can talk. It's like our equivalent of those Civil War letters that were sent back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Dearest John. Catherine, my dear. It is 2020. It's a cold winter. We blew up... Um, we did. We blew up some stuff tonight. Yep. My mom called off her meds. We did not blow up your mother. No. But she said, I don't want you to tell... But for somebody who didn't want the whole one... <laughs> we're talking about black holes, and we decided to drink to Guinness. And Katie's like, oh, I don't want a it whole one. It was not full. It was not a full one. This was mostly bubbles. Well, if this were... So well, we can open the other. We bought two, okay, and then we we're going to split we can one. Have a second one. Well, we didn't even cheers. I mean, I'm really having a tough time. <laughs> I couldn't get the Alexa to work. All right, waiting. We, this is this we, one is after the kids I didn't are know in I was bed. Supposed to wait. <laughs> was I not supposed to have any until we cheers? There's still some for me to cheers. <laughs> I guess so. Cheers. All right, up, down, clink, drink. Here's to, to what is good. What is good. <sighs> Crap, I don't even know what we're talking about. Black holes. That's, dark beer. That's what I, I thought. And um, looking, we're not going to talk about that, dark that matter yet. foam kind of looks like a universe. Yeah, it's galactic really, foam. It is. And where are we here in that froth? I don't know. It's you got, primordial. You got the barbecue chips out, too. Yeah, so. the, the, I, I said it was the loudest snack I could think of. <laughs> I'm just going to be... I'm not trying to purposefully irritate you. It doesn't matter. Nobody listens to this. But okay. You know what was really nice tonight is that we had some friends stop by and give us gift of a whole platter full of um, cookies and some sparkling uh, grape juice. That was nice. Thank, was thank, super kind. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Shout out. No, I'm glad we... Did you know that only a small percentage of listeners subscribe to this? <laughs> <laughs> if you could just look and see. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Purple, the mattress that pays you to sleep. Oh, no. Uh, what would we be sponsored by? I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't even know. No. Physics? Sponsored by your nearest Muppets. black hole. The Muppets, Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Shout out to him. I wonder if he was atheist. You know, I've been thinking a lot 
about science versus religion. And really what it should be is science versus ignorance. You know, we, we somehow in the culture war got to where conspiracies and all these things that just divided us, divided us. But really, truly, yeah, there are some ignorant religious folks out there, but science isn't going to convince them there's no God. You know, in fact, just people got entrenched and, and more entrenched, more entrenched. Maybe if somebody's listening to this later on in the future, that whole conundrum of like, you know, like Stephen Hawkins, it was like, well, if the laws of science, you can consider them God if you want. But he was also like, I'm sure he wasn't right about every single thing. Stephen could, Hawking? Yeah, could you imagine having to disagree with Stephen Hawking you know, there in his wheelchair? I mean, I've been called a non-disabled bigot to my face. That's true. In public. Yeah, public forum. It was on record. It was on record. And I'd like to state for the record. I'd like to get that recording. <laughs> so back in 2002. No, let's not talk about that. <laughs> this is all about you. But, I mean... I wouldn't want to be the guy to think like. Well, oh. that's, a, that's a good story, though. Uh, Steve, uh, there's better Stephen stories Hawking's about. being told, like, "Look, Steve, you're wrong about radiation. There's no well, here's, information." Here's what I want to say. Okay, so we've we've done a few um, of these talks, yeah. and mostly, mostly we're talking about cosmology. We did go with quantum, right? Um, last time, but uh, we're going to go back to the galactic scale or, you know, to the star scale anyway um, uh, with with black holes. Well, I do have some questions. Maybe maybe next year, 2021, we could talk about some just concrete, like, like... We can, ask, we can ask our fans what they want to hear from us. So, this today, for 2020... Ooh, dark matter, also another fun one, but... Um, black holes, which um, this was a big year for black holes, right? 2019 was. Was it 2019? Oh man, I thought it's when it was they took the picture. It was when they took the picture. It was 2019. Because right. I remember, I remember ten. hearing about it in the office. Well, so I mean, I think for this year, then we might want to talk about, you know, um, SpaceX sent the first time we sent. You know, we didn't have to use the Russians' rockets to get us to the space station Mm -hmm. that's big privatization of or the public private i mean i don't know is that a topic that you deal with i mean you are teaching the teachers certainly economics i was listening to um you uh listen to (laughs) i was listening to you listen to something yesterday where they were talking about um you're listening to me listen to (laughs) yeah Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, no, the difference for um, uh, Boeing and um, uh, airplane, uh, wasn't it about airplanes where they were saying that um, because of the kickbacks and the finances of um, getting government contracts that um, developing our, um, you know, high-tech airplanes costs a lot more. Then, um, then in 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 China they can develop it for a tenth or a fraction of the cost. Well, I'm sure people had agendas though. They go on Joe Rogan yesterday, listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson. When Joe asked him, 
Um, this is an old one. Joe. I, I think <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, well, he moved here to Austin. Mm-hmm. And so him and I are going to hang out on Willie's bus. He's like, hey, Joe. Hey, Willie. You know, we're like bros. And that's what I think. And he hasn't found out yet. But he'd be like, oh, you're a hot dog man. He'd be like, yeah, Joe Rogan. I don't know. You don't think I'd be sitting on Willie's bus with Joe Rogan? I'm glad that Willie's doing okay after this year. Yeah. He, I think he stopped smoking. No. He's oh, like, you mean he it, goes to edibles? Yeah. Okay. I think he was bothering <laughs> like, his lungs. No, I don't think yeah. he gave up. No, he's getting older. The, um, uh, we've lost, this year, we've lost a lot of artists, a lot of musicians. I mean, just a, a huge toll. Marianne from Gilligan's Island went yesterday, and, you know, it's... I am grateful for our health, and here we are moving in and to the next year, and and we're we're still we're still trucking, and we have some just really quality people here in Austin that have uh, made it through. But there's been a lot of losses. There's been a lot of pretty. Well, I, I certainly am looking forward to better days, and with. What comes from these kinds of events, I do believe new things are on their way, that they're not just, oh, we survived, and, but that there is a, a wonderful rebirth and reimagination of what we could do better. I, I get a sense that after folks are, you know, done being angry and divided and that we come together, we kind of learn some lessons. And for me, what I hope is learned is that, you know, experts aren't always to be shunned, you know, that there's some reason to, you know, look at science. And I know medical science is scary and and doesn't always follow the same rigor of the physical sciences, but really, you know, the process is pretty much the same. Evidence and following... um, verification and trying to to hold to those principles while we need to work you know some folks uh have to spend their money and their time uh, we can look to the future with the way we operate it with i think faith you know that's the the hard part is that folks who are tied in i remember that when you set up the science society at our local uh, round rock elementary school and there were some families who were pretty devote in their science the a couple of people that i remember were sort of in this category of science is like the only way to experience the world and you know yeah, I mean, I get it. Rational thinking is, is wonderful. The supernatural is scary and can be sort of manipulated. But when we're looking at the wonder of it all, you can be amazed and when we're trying to get the process communicated to our children, they're naturally born. That's, that's the one thing, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying, that, you know, they're just natural scientists. They're doing experiments. I mean, Penny, you know, almost killed herself in the science society, and it would have been my fault. 
And I mean, we can tell that story because Penny is now glommed onto anything she does wrong. If I'm in near that event, I'm responsible because I had to explain it to her that if she poisoned herself in my presence, it was my fault. But that wasn't really part of the curriculum, although it happened on the school property. I, <laughs> so it was man. definitely not one of the activities that the Science Society was participating in. No, no. It was completely my fault. But William grabbed the, the berry, but having a cell phone with 408 area code when you dialed poison control, it went to San Jose. And they're like, what was it? You know? But I had, I knew as soon as I put that in my mouth, oh, oops. And you were teaching piano, and we couldn't even bother you. That's how much we were committed to your piano. But it was your science society. You set the whole thing up. Joe Rogan is good because he seems like he's not very intelligent, and he's asking these, these smart people. You know what Neil deGrasse Tyson he said, well, what, what wowed you recently? You know, when he was saying kids are natural scientists. And I thought this was a ridiculous answer from this astrophysicist or whatever he does when he's not selling his books. He said, a basketball rim is twice the diameter or four times the diameter of a basketball. You can send two basketballs through straight through. And that, twice the diameter, four times the radius. Yeah. And that information wowed Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was like, really? That? Of all the things you're involved in, why did he? The, why did he the, say? What was his justification that that wowed him? I don't know. They just he was. He they thought just, it was smaller, probably because he can't play basketball. Yeah, I don't think like that's a brother man. Got to be smaller. Like, I can't, I get, can't the, get the ball in the. Yeah, no, they they and that to me, I was like, huh, that's a pretty like interesting thing to be wowed about, but. What's wowed you lately? What's wowed me lately? Well, those fireworks are pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, that last one that we spent the money on, the big reds. I think that's, you know, the the design of fireworks is pretty cool, how they can delay them, and they have to, you know, it's planned. Pyrotech. What wows me? What wows me? Well, I, I'm impressed with our technology that... I, I, that it that it worked, you know. I had a, a veteran that put on a, a headset, portable video magnifier. All all of that. I'm I'm at awe of the state of our how we can use technology to leverage off the shelf stuff to help veterans. I'm I'm like I can't believe I get to do that. I can't believe I get to be part of that. And it is when I'm in work in my clinic that all that goes into it, all the collaboration and all the the software. I remember when we were in Santa Cruz, we went to the, the speaker of the National Science N SF spoke it when Science they yeah, when they were talking when you guys got the new mm-hmm. adaptive optics. But we both were there and I mean, we were yeah, looking at the, the same... Center for Adaptive Optics. They, they dedicated it. And mm-hmm. all the things that are turned to heavens out there, telescopes, everything, is also helps folks with, with vision loss that I get to deal with. So we're not completely disconnected. You and I are on this continuum 
where you can do your work and I know we're, you know, light years away <laughs> from each other in terms of what you know and, you know, I do. I think of the cone cells, you know, having the highest metabolic rate of any cells in our body and that's where I really come in when they go wrong <laughs> and then how people still can like know stuff when there's no light getting turned into impulses it's it's a human thing to to want to know and interpret the data and understand information and I don't I don't know everything you know that's the beauty of the next generation it's going to be collaborative and i think with the with the black hole the question that i have after we we understand it it's what are they what are they studying black holes was it theoretic and now we know it was it was it just an idea speculation that these things must exist and then we built the, the hardware and the infrastructure to, because in 2019 they did, they took a picture of it. And I, I mean, for me, that's just like, I don't, I don't quite understand how they could do that. Maybe you could explain that phenomena. And then the other one that I was wanted to ask about was this, this fellow who found the nearest black hole in our galaxy. And he is... I don't know the guy's name. I sent it to you. Stefan? Stan? Steph? You have to look it up. But the the people doing um, the work, the, there must be a tremendous amount of collaboration. And what I really appreciate, and what I wanted to talk to you about in the last thing, is, but things kind of went a little off the rails, um, was your your work in including new minds into physics as well as just science in general. If somebody's taking an intro class and they're using the curriculums that you're developing and supporting, I overheard you, it was yesterday, maybe, maybe today, you were saying it's, gamified i think you used the word gamified and i don't know who you were talking to it was somebody in california because it was later here than there but it was really neat just to sort of have a day to hear you talking to a professor getting that person aware i mean when we bought the fireworks we actually purposely left so you could get a canadian team up to to speed and one of the neat things of you working at home is that I've been able to sort of see a little bit more into your work and balancing the kids and, and trying to get it all done. I just, if there's anything this podcast does, is just to state that amazing job you did and do. And hopefully generations from now, people can understand that anybody can, can really do it. You just got to problem solve and stick to it and work hard instead of being you know a bona fide celebrity you're just a hard-working person that's bringing old material to life in, in in new ways and knowing all that we know about 
the world around us. You know, we can look stuff up quicker than we've ever had to, but collaborating is, is going to be interesting. The, the gal that sort of gets credited for the picture was... The picture uh, of the black hole. Yeah, Kate Katie Bowman. Bowman. Bowman was ridiculed, you know, because she got all excited and then, like, they gave her excitement went viral, but then people were, like, kind of slamming her that she wasn't the lead author or whatever, and it was just, like, this ridiculous thing that we sort of hold our scientists up to these weird places where, I don't know, I'm just talking a lot because it's almost 2021. Did I ask you even a question? Was there anything in there? I think there were a few in there, yeah. I don't, I don't know if there was something. But at the, the nature of collaboration and how we look at black holes, how, how, first, if you just, I think you told me the other night you were talking, because I was asking about, like, well, how big is that center? How dense is it? Is it as dense as like a golf ball or a basketball? <laughs> like, is it two times the size of a basketball rim? I mean, how big? And I kind of get that it's more like your Escher pictures, you know, these, these, you know, examining angles and thinking of infinity and, and, and finite. Like, that's how you think. You can't really think of, like... They don't really exist like maybe the moon exists. Am I, am I thinking that black holes might no, they, actually have a actual phenomena that that people can can sample and study and test ideas out. Well, so the the thing that separates a black hole from a any other star is simply um, the way it interacts with light. So, um, you know, because we're, like, we primarily use light to study black holes, that's a really important thing, to study black holes, to study anything outside of our Earth. Um, you know, so light is our, our primary source of information for us. And black holes happen to have such a strong uh, gravitational pull that light passing by gets sucked in. And in fact, any light that it produces is also sucked in. And so it doesn't emit any light because the light is, is pulled in by the gravitational field uh you know and and for us that's a really big deal but it's not that different from a a star big big stars they also bend light um but they emit at least light as you know able to to exit um the, the thing so it's it at its core it's the same as a star i mean it has the same materials it is compressed it's very very large and very you know massive um but it doesn't have sure we can open that it doesn't have any kind of um what i would call exotic materials um in the same way that say dark matter 
is exotic, right? Dark matter is not something that we have in the laboratory. I'm not hiding any bottle. I got it out here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here, and I'm not helping at all. No. So um, it's still all of the electrons, protons, neutrons, things that you would expect to see in a star. Um, but the idea that something could be so dense and so massive as to actually pull light, you know, to have such a strong um, gravitational field that light is pulled into its center and cannot escape, including any light emitted by nuclear fusion that happens inside the event horizon. Um, for a long time, that was theoretical. That was your first question. Mm -hmm. Is um, it for a long time was thought that okay, Einstein postulates that uh, you know gravity can bend light and can affect um, light uh, to this extreme effect, but it was really questionable whether or not that was that 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 anything really would, would come to that. And, you know, it was sort of like <coughs> what you got when you took the equations to extremes, mm -hmm. but not something that, <coughs> um, you know, may, it may or may not be, be true. And in fact, even when I was a, a kid, um, you know, a young kid, that it was still sort of presented as a, as a theory. Um, and then, then they got to have more and more accurate um, observations and they observed the effects of black holes. So they would see things, for example, theoretically, some something orbiting a, a space in space that we couldn't see a star or something similar. We saw, we also see gravitational lensing where you see light bend for no observable reason. And you're like, why is that light bending? Ah, it's because there must be a black hole uh, in the vicinity. So um, after that, you know, we, we sort of got that. The, one of the problems is here we are on Earth, and this has been, a, you know, consistent difficulty for observing far um, phenomena is that we're here on Earth, and um, we have a huge amount of um, atmospheric pollution and light pollution. It's very difficult, you know, especially in today's world, uh, but, you know, even just with the atmosphere that we have, you know, any light rays that are passing through our atmosphere have to be bounced around with all these oxygen, nitrogen, and, you know, everything that's a smog that's coming through, as well as you're getting all the other lights reflected from our own human actions, as well as other stars and everything. It's very difficult to get a clear signal. So, um, I mean, that's why the Hubble telescope has been such a breakthrough um, uh, telescope is because it is up, up above the atmosphere. It's out there and it, it gets a clear signal. And uh, what Katie Bowman helped design, um, and she actually, while she, you know, it was a definitely a team um, effort and she was very clear about the fact that it was a team effort. She was, um, even prior to her doctoral um, dissertation, she was um, developing these algorithms uh, to put together signals from multiple 
uh, telescopes across the entire world, concentrating them, no, no, like a, like a symphony, right? Uh, putting, piecing them together. And um, she wrote these algorithms that would put in the missing pieces. So like if you had two images, for example, this algorithm would be able to um, determine what was missing in that um, sequence. It's called, it's called chirp. It's called. Uh, she programmed it? The... Well, she, she helped to, she named it, first of all. She helped to program um, these algorithms. Anyway, um, what I'm excited about is um, in the future when we're able to go into deep space and take uh, some photographs, you know, when I say photographs, images, imaging from um, deep space that would be outside of the um, atmospheric and uh, light pollution and get a different perspective. I think that's something that, um, you know, some of these missions that are going to come up, I think that you're going to be very excited about, like, the ones that are heading out towards Mars and stuff like that, that they'll be able to um, maybe take some uh, images from from up and out, um, looking out past our, our solar system. Um, that's, that's like, when, when you were, um, was it 2019, 2018, that um, you did the NASA challenge, that we did the NASA challenge? And yeah, no, the, I think when you were talking about, like, early on, like, getting... I mean, there is with Space Force. There's just there's always going to be waste, fraud, and politics involved. But you know, like DARPA setting up um, challenges for institutions to have students make self-driving cars out in the desert, and their return on the their investment so much better than hiring some outfit that's going to like you know. It's kind of like when you break down and the only mechanic, you know, well, how much do you got? Mm-hmm. That's how much the part is, you know, and, and having those things that no longer really serve the mission or whatever things that got folks going in the 60s and 70s. I mean, I think they pulled on that like little thing to do the diaper challenge, the space poop challenge. It, I think we were looking, I don't think that was 18. That was like, Hannah was still here because she got me diapers for my birthday. Hmm. And, I I mean, I thought I had a chance. I did. I was like enthusiastically thinking, um, what was the, the parameters of that? That if they're on the trip to Mars and something goes wrong, they got to get in their spacesuits. And the current diapers only last for a couple days. Six days. Yeah. They needed to have, and, you know, there could be infections and things. And I read it, you know, I didn't think that it was really, I thought it was completely, the guy who won it was a flight surgeon for the Air Force. And I thought, oh, well, if you're just going to invite flight surgeons. Anyhow, I put my head to work and thinking, it's a great thing to do. And we went to Joanne Fabrics. I got some pretty cool stuff. And we actually made a space, space diaper. diaper. Submitted it. 
Did not win. Yeah, I didn't win. No, I didn't get, what was it, $5,000? 30000 No. 30, was it? 000. So that doctor who's already doing stuff for the Air Force got 30000 of them. It's uh, all right. Yeah. No, congratulations. I mean, really, a better diaper designer than me. But I, I went in for it. Didn't didn't get it, but the, the return on the dollar, but the interest, you know, that there's, I mean, really the bigger challenge isn't poop, it's radiation. You know, like you could use that waste to protect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where I go with it. Oh, like, man. Do not flush. Full on monkey suit. No, I would say, like, don't smear it on yourself. But if you had it well-contained, so well, things go south. That's all right. So given that <laughs> we didn't win that one. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make the best diaper for NASA. <laughs> but I could I could go put it on right now if you needed that. Well, this is, this is audio it, only. So. It's in the garage, my, my prototype. If anybody's listening, please, um, I don't even know what to <laughs> I don't say. Even know. No, just There's don't. nothing there. There's no, no, I just did. But, I, you know, the, what you said about the challenges, opening it up to new voices, you know, not just posing it to the same people who are always answering the questions, but allowing, you know, whoever's out there to to speak up and, and suggest something. I think that is a good, that's a good method. And, you know, I think as we get towards uh, privatized space travel, that's what you're going to have more of is, um, you know, folks are going to be now, you know, not just completing a mission, but, um, you know, following their dreams, moving towards whatever is, uh, you know, whatever's in demand, whatever the interest is. Well, I hope STEM, you know, the science and technology, engineering, math, it's not just for the military industrial complex. I hope the better humanity, better our survivability on this earth, and that we can grow as. Um, you know, folks who apply science, you know, that's, that's for me, I'm, I'm, I work, I work and help people get better using medical science. So it's, it's, it's real evident for me, but I think some of the, the real challenges for people to be excited isn't just about um, understanding our place in the universe, but really how we communicate with each other um, about what might be of benefit. For me, those the imaging of a black hole, that's huge because it wasn't, it didn't come from, you know, an astrophysicist. It came from a lot of work with people thinking of how to use the telescopes in, in new ways, the same um, equipment. I mean, and things do need to be invested in and people have to be, you know, behind it politically. And if you and I continue to work, we'll see those changes and the pace of change that would favor 
breakthroughs, whether it's understanding, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, wonder what's, what's it all about, you know, we're, we're coming out of a, a real rough patch where a lot of conspiracies are believed and, you know, really kind of cultish behavior that, that doesn't lend itself to what comes next, you know, the excitement of the future. I want our kids to be excited about all kinds of things and and excited about the world that has possibilities for them to to participate because I do get a general sense, you know, that taking risks and and doing oh, you know, the difficult task is for somebody else and that somebody else um are the smart people who are you know doing something everybody else is going to be watching and and participating is what i see you allowing folks to do with with your work and making that effort this year especially because everything did go it wasn't like the normal seasons that that have a busy time and then it slows down you had a busy time from march until yesterday or today you i think you're working today <laughs> and it's and on top of having three children at home so that understanding when i come and ask questions i mean we should have been recording the other night when you were telling me all about density and it goes from hydrogen to helium i was listening because i was like i was reading up on black holes you already told me everything <laughs> now that we push record i'm like I'm exhausted for this year and I'm really proud of the work that you do when you're tired, when you're, the cat needs to go to the veterinarian and you still have to write, um, you know, your own performance review for some program that looks at measurable goals or whatever you're working. It's not on the Joe Rogan show, although I think you could, you could answer all the questions he ever asks of all these other eggheads you know well you know what i don't have a book <laughs> a book a product i don't have a product to sell you work for a book company that's true but i don't i mean i'm you know i'm an advocate not for our product but for our you know clients like i am there as the voice of the instructor as the voice of the student not as the voice of the author mm. um and you know or certainly not the voice of the the publishing company um, I, you know, I, I sort of, I'm, I'm on the, the speaking inward side. So, uh, you know, what I do think is that there are people who are entertainers, you know, and, um, I think that there are people who are, um, you know, doers and here's, here's the thing this year I happen to have been also, watching with our our kids our teenagers and even um uh, william is is interested in this they're watching these um i don't know influencers these people on youtube who are um creating stuff and i for a long time before i even allowed our kids on youtube you know i just sort of dismissed all this as like you know really a lot of navel gazing a lot of people who are sort of wait like how how is it a thing to watch somebody else play a game you know how is that a thing but then I think well 
we've done that with sports for, you know, hundreds of years. We watch other people play games. This is just a different version of it. But then when I was watching it, because I don't like watching sports either, you know, I can't imagine. But here's the thing. They're not just playing the games. You know, that's definitely happening, but it's on the side. You know, this is all about conversation, all about dialogue and about um, character-driven, you know, they're creating these dramas on the spot. It's a lot of improv. It's live. Um, You know, there's not, like, sometimes they'll have things planned out. Um, But the other thing that I've seen happen is um, just amazing um, um, coding, you know, really putting that up as an art form. You know, being able to manipulate a program uh, and and use just amazing um, programming computer skills and then showing that in a video that's entertaining. Uh, And, you know, it's (laughs) like, you know, as as I can't imagine, you know, as a a 90s kid or an 80s kid thinking, okay. We're gonna watch these videos of programmers talking about how they like reprogrammed a game. Make potatoes. To, yeah, 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 exactly. Like the potato war. Like, okay, you know, there's like three potato. There's not just one potato war. I can only there's take one. Three potatoes. Yeah, I and tried it's to like, hang okay. in there, and I was like, whatever. But, but see, the thing is, is that it's you know they're they're doing multiple things. First, you know, they're they're um, gaming, mm-hmm. right? That's the first layer. Second, they're entertaining, right? They're like making commentary. They're, there's a lot of like some. There's this one guy that does um, like puns, like constant puns, just really or like dad jokes. Like there's this you know, like he just makes the the dumbest jokes, you know. But it's like an entertainment stream. Yeah. And then the third one is video editing. Um, you know, where they're then putting together these um, videos using editing tools and i mean this is not just like once a month once a week whatever this is a daily thing you know this is a full-time job and sometimes you know a lot of these guys they are and it is i mean it is almost 95 percent men that i've seen i have not seen i know that there is a girl <laughs> that you know but the, the, our kids haven't discovered any any women in this world right now that's okay. That's, you know, like, that's, maybe they're just not, they haven't found it right now. And we have sort of a masculine-focused crew of kids right now. But what, you know, I'm still seeing is it, this content production by young kids, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and they're doing it every day, you know, like multiple uploads each week and they're doing it on multiple well, and I've been platforms. hearing I've been hearing different dialogue in different dialects yeah uh-huh. I've been hearing folks definitely sounding British I, I feel like the British yeah it's, have it's, come it's, in here and, and instead of the Beatles going gaga we have dream or he's American. stampy cat sorry whoever. stampy cat is like <laughs> that's 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 cute but yeah why not in <laughs> like four or five years was ago. that old <laughs> He was British. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. British? I like I don't Wilbur and, you know, Tommy and it. it's like a 16-year-old kid. And, you know, like... 
Yeah. All I'm saying. Well, no, Here's what I'm saying. We're saying that, that Kate Bowman was a computer engineer. It's, it is. And then it's the computer, collabor- collaboration. The, the collaborative that, thing. And the, um, the, the thing that I do see is, um, and I've talked about this before, but I, you know, <laughs> I've seen it this year, especially with the kids, is they're like, okay, I, I was born in 1980, right? And that was the, like, the golden, like, ev- everything was opulent, you know? Like, we just had, like, this this decade of, like, I mean, I was young, but it was, like, we were coming off of the 70s, lots of cocaine, and everybody was, like, partying. And then it was the 90s, and there was money everywhere, and people who were 18 were becoming millionaires for just, like, a stupid idea, like, some tech bubble thing you know and we had the Clintons and everybody was living good right it was and it was when everybody was getting trophies for participation you know it was the whole thing and what went what was the environment was this um you know talent uh is rewarded and um you know good ideas instant ideas are are immediately rewarded and it was very much instant gratification and um there was a lot of talk about you know giftedness stuff like this um but what i'm seeing now is a focus and part of it part of it is this um you know i think they did some studies and and realized that grit was a thing right that was that became a a word that everybody used. We have to turn because now we're plugged in because yeah, we're losing well, we battery. Yeah, we're losing battery. But um, if you take Minecraft as, as an idea or as a as a, a an example, all of a sudden, instead of these, you know, sort of instant great ideas that are epic and make you a million dollars, or being gifted and talented at something, and that in itself is enough to make you you know, um, to, to set you for life. Now you have people that are, yes, they're talented, they're gifted, but they have to, I mean, Minecraft is like, you have to do it block by block. It takes a lot of effort, sunk time and little gains, you know, done over and over and over again. And it's like, um, you have, and you see that these kids are watching these videos that show, you know, just, Mining. Yeah. Everybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Oh, I know. But the only the... only the people that succeed are the ones that that keep at it. Stick to it. You know, and it and it takes doing it for hours and hours and hours and hours. And it's sort of like I mean the the um appreciation for the amount of effort that something takes rather than the amount of talent that something takes and when you have the two put together that's what makes a success story is someone who's talented and does the hard work and I see it in our kids that's what they're looking up to right now is wow look at how hard they're working and they had this great idea and they followed through with it and I don't mind that like I have come around where before, you know, even just a, a year ago, I had very little interest in having 
the kids watch other people play games on YouTube. That was something that I did not think was healthy. I still think they spend too much time watching it. But having watched with them, yeah, I sort of see, okay, these guys are not terrible people to look up to. I mean, they're idiots because you know, they're 20-year-old men. You know, <laughs> it's like, of course, they're just going to like swear and talk about like stupid stuff and have pissing contests and like you know who can build the tallest tower and you know they have the whole like they did the revolution there's a lot of war games going on but i still see you know this this work ethic that i hope is gonna rub off at least a little bit on the kids yeah well i see like opening up and communication and while we'll get back after teachers are safe and the kids who are all germy and sneezing on you know teachers that if the teachers are vaccine vaccinated they can have normal whatever normal might be but really these new networks have are opened up they've they've happened this year and perhaps we're always happening and we're fortunate that we have the Wi-Fi, we have the access to keep our kids' minds stimulated outside of their bodies. They've been sequestered. They've been, you know, here. And one of the things I like is that Connor has got out from behind the screen and got on the piano and just started working, you know, the brain on the 88 keys there that are sitting there that's, that was a relief. That was just all done independent. Like, there's something, because, you know. Yeah, he I was inspired ab- by, you know, some of these creators who had written songs about, I mean, it's like, it's it's amazingly ridiculous, right? You have this, this world, Minecraft, and then inside that world, they staged a, a war and a revolution with characters. And then other people who were watching them wrote songs about the war and the characters and then um and then posted their own videos about you know singing their songs there have even been animations about the war on minecraft with these characters that are minecraft characters that are voiced by i mean it's this whole multi-layer and then now we have a teenager playing and singing the songs on our piano that were written about Oh, I know, I know, and I and helping little siblings with it, and the reality is that we're going to have interesting times ahead. I I think there'll probably be other times where we have to, you know, go online and and get our, you know, kids. But truly, the rewards will be out there for folks who think and work and put effort. And I know that they have, the kids have seen you working. You know, they saw me working a little bit, but that has been a, a gift in, in itself that you and I have been able to work through this pandemic and have um, the kids. When when I'd have to come home and couldn't touch them and go right up into the shower and leave my clothes in the garage, I mean, they, they got it. You know, we weren't like in the cultural war. We didn't say, this is just the same as the flu. It, it really was different. It is different. And as our country comes out of this tailspin, 
we have an opportunity. There's going to be. There's obviously, you know, and hopefully those opportunities are for the next generation, not just for um, very wealthy people. You know, the the great mm, renaissance, <laughs> something is going to come good out of, out of all of this. I believe we'll have better um, appreciation for when we can go out to a movie or when we can go be, you know, served at a restaurant and not have to, have to wait. I think those things will return some of our sanity and hopefully some of our appreciation for all that we do have. And it has been uh, challenging for the kids to have to sort of stay at home and not really, really make those connections that they get in school, but make them online. And and for other folks who, who missed that, you know, I don't think it's it's going away the the idea that you know you can't really trust elitist or deep state or all that but my hope is just when we get the benefit of being decent good people and can work the way you work you know uh, I do I, I want to just if there's if I haven't said it enough I appreciate your efforts as uh, my, my partner in life but as you get to move that needle, that dial, not only for our kids, but really all those those students that, that you're working towards. Because really this podcast was my way of saying, hey, I, <laughs> you're as smart as anybody I've ever seen on any podcast. Truly, I believe that in my, my bones. You're not as bombastic or you don't, you're a true believer in, in nature, I guess, not in science because it's, you know its limits there as well. And I respect <laughs> how you are as a musician and you know your faith life, all of it, the whole package. But seeing you this year work through a global pandemic and knowing that it really ramped up. It, it wasn't just like, oh, you have the same job, now you just do it remote. Your work, everything moved online and, and you are moving curriculums online. That's That's the nature of what you do. So it... It is nice, and if I had questions, you've answered them. And I was like, "Well, let's let's record it. Let's get it on on the book." So uh, you know, it really is for the grandchildren. It, we were joke a lot. We we use that humor to keep us going. I think sometimes we survive on on laughing at ourselves. But it's been it's been really rewarding to know that you're working as hard as you're working. It it makes me get up at 6.30 in the morning and, and get that coffee going and thinking, yeah, no. <laughs> if your end of, of the spectrum is looking at building the next generation, my end is taking care of those who've come before. And I get to do that wonderfully. You know, the last thing I did was talk to a veteran son and in, he's involved in technology and was getting the breakdown of this new stuff that's coming online that I get to be, I mean, that is the nature of my click. That's why I chose to come to Austin is to be flexible with the things that are new and emerging technology that I have no real idea <laughs> of, of anything. Of I mean, I get it. I do actually, I, I, I degrade myself first, but I do kind of know what a pixel is and I understand what um, artificial intelligence does and how, how it works. But Really, when I have questions, 
I, I go to you, you know, like, do you think this is possible? And when we're talking about black holes, you know, I don't really know what Hawkins did and radiation and all of that, you know, are out there. Our kids perhaps will, and I want them to be um, doing their own thing. And whatever their own thing is, it may be with entertainment, it might be in engineering, it might be something not yet invented. I hope that they see that work ethic that, that they get, and hopefully that example of you working and taking time to attend to them. I mean, it's a real challenge, and I think the old school stayed old school that way because uh, men had certain roles and women had certain roles, and we know those are breaking down. And that was this last heave of who's in charge and who gets to be in charge. No, we're all, we got to all collaborate. That's the beautiful thing of science. And it's also the beautiful thing about faith as well. It's a beautiful thing about knowing who you are in this universe. So I appreciate you deeply. And my hope is anybody who listens to this is that they could take a look around and think about the big wide world and know that there are people like Katie Wood and John Wood who love each other through hard times and make an effort to be in this world. Look at that. We're coming up on an hour. Three minutes left of the year. Yeah. Do you have anything Well, Guinness. Last? Guinness. Uh, Cheers. 1759 Extra Stout. Thank you, Guinness. Thank you to my wife. God bless America. <laughs> I don't know. I love you, honey, and I always will. I'm glad to be here in Texas living this life with you, babe. That's it. That is it. We did it. Brought to you by the folks at... Who wants to sponsor us? Somebody? Anybody? Can we monetize this? No. No? Nobody's going to... Diaper? Diapers? The Wood (laughs) Music Studios. (laughs) (laughs) All right.